When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is gayish. The podcast where if you die in the podcast, you die in real life. Oh, my God. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. I'm going to live forever, Kyle. Oh, are you? If Ecuador can't kill me, nothing can. You <laughs> Invincible. <laughs> I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today... Today... We're, we're going to talk about my favorite letter of the alphabet. And my least favorite drink. Tea. Tea. Yay. Yeah. Thanks, Patreon. <laughs> Your um, least favorite drink? I mean, no, what's that shit we drank in Chicago? That's the... Malort? That's my least favorite thing. But So my second least favorite thing. I mean, pickle juice is getting a run for its money. Oh, okay. My third least favorite drink. It's just, it's down there. I don't like tea. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, But first... But first... Happy birthday, Mike. Oh, thanks. It will have had been your birthday it, by the time this comes out. It will have had been. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I love that you got me all these linking verbs for um yeah yeah i'm 45 now how you feeling about it 45 yeah you feel right around 45 well you have a couple more days of 44 yeah so live them up yeah i'm gonna okay i don't know what that means but i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna do it you should that's one thing about time kyle it keeps happening it keeps going in a forward motion um but yeah send mike your birthday wishes everybody yeah yeah normally we would have announced it beforehand so that we could harass you into sending me things, but yeah. I forgot. Yeah. I, I intentionally wrote down on this one to remind everyone to send you gifts, not realizing that this would then come out after your actual birthday. Yeah. So I did a bad job. Time is hard. Sorry. It's fine. I get, I, I get it. <laughs> after six years of doing this podcast, I still don't know how it works. Yeah. Well, here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Um, okay. We have a hundred words. Okay. Yeah. So last week, Jacob Rastana used your hole. Mm hmm. But he also wants to use my hole. Okay. He sent in 200 words. We have said you can send in as many hundred words as you want. There's not necessarily a limit. Yep. Yet. Yeah. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Mike. For my birthday, I got you a gift. Oh. I'm not going to read the part that's not the hundred words. Ah, Just this one time. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. (laughs) Here we are. We finally made it. Joyous day. Oh, God. God is among us. Here we go. Yeah. So at a certain level, Patreon, if you send in a hundred words, I will read them. And if you ask nicely, Kyle might. Um, But uh, uh, it's it's an it's an underutilized Patreon benefit. So and just because you've done it before doesn't mean you can't do it again per per this right now today. Uh Here we go. Okay. (laughs) Here we go. I am Mike. I am a beautiful man who is very worthwhile. I have many amazing friendships and I bring an important and unique aspect of myself to each and every one. And without me, their lives would be different. I am funny, smart, kind, caring, and kooky. Through this podcast, I have impacted an untold number of people and have helped them to become more true to themselves. I am special and there's no one in the world quite like me. I have value and am worthy of dignity and respect I am proud of who I am. Once again, a lovely piece of fiction. (laughs) (laughs) This is great. Great. On your birthday episode, this is the perfect time for you to read some good affirmations about yourself. Thanks, Jacob. Thanks, Jacob. That's very sweet. And all true facts. Stop. You stop. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Great. That's it. That's it. Do you have anything else? No, I don't think so. Feedback or corrections? We've gotten some. Yeah. A few. We, uh, we, somebody said just uh, like yesterday, please stop talking about J.K. Rowling. Oh, I didn't see that. Which I think is fair. Yeah. But also, I don't know. We can talk about what we want to. That's true. And <laughs> by bringing this up, this is the Barbara Streisand effect. By telling us to stop talking about it and us reading the feedback, here we are again. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Someone gave us feedback on like episode 12 or something where we talked about fruit flies. You know, after oh, yeah, a certain, yeah, yeah. I think it's like spoiler alerts, like after maybe if it's been over mm, five years ago. Yeah. Then, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Just let that one go, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to remember what the fuck you're talking about. R- right. Well, I mean, that's true of last month's episodes. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's very true. 
Um, now the news. Shut your mouth hole, it's time for your ear holes. News, news, news. Okay, news the first. So, Tracy Chapman won a country music award. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Um, so the CMAs were last week and uh, Tracy Chapman wrote the song Fast Car, mm-hmm. which was totally covered by Luke Combs, who is a straight white dude. Mm-hmm. And that has had this crazy success on the country charts this year. Oh, Fast Car was a good song. It's a great song. Yeah. It is a great song. Um, but what's interesting is a white dude covering her song still makes her the first black woman to top the country charts ever. (laughs) (laughs) What a, what a weird achievement, but an achievement nonetheless. Yeah, exactly. Uh, she did not go to the awards ceremony. Uh, instead she said, quote, I'm sorry I couldn't join you all tonight. (laughs) Are you that sorry, Tracy? (laughs) Which took place at Nashville's Bridgestone Arena. Um, uh, but oh, sorry, she she goes on. It's truly an honor for my song to be newly recognized after 35 years of its debut. 35 years. Wow. Thank you to the CMAs and a special thank to thanks to Luke and to all the fans of Fast Car. Um, yeah, so also, I thought she was an openly known queer person. She's Me too. never publicly said anything about her sexual orientation, but. At least according to her Wikipedia article, although Chapman has never publicly discussed her sexual orientation, writer Alice Walker has stated that she and Chapman were in a romantic relationship during the mid-1990s, and Tracy has never publicly disputed that huh. either. So um, anyway, I, I, I think indications, indications are yes. My magic eight ball says yes. Yeah. She knows what vagina tastes like. But, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Um, uh yeah anyway anyway but yeah so let's let's just say queer black woman yeah uh, i think so n- number one in the charts uh, one thing we've sort of talked about that cover of that song i think uh before certainly personally if not on the show and i i, I think i think it's problematic for hmm. the message of that song to be sung by a white dude oh but apparently she doesn't agree. She gave blessing to him to cover that song. She's the sole writer and is the sole person that owns the rights to it. So this is not studio shenanigans that led to him recording this song. And he preserved the pronouns of the song, which I think is interesting. If you listen really, really carefully, there's a, there's, there's a couple of times when, when he, a white dude refers to himself um, in, in the feminine. So hmm. That's um, always that's interesting for like straight dudes always change the pronouns in songs just in case it might seem like they might be gay because they right. kept the pronouns like yep yeah yep um anyway yeah. congrats Tracy congrats Tracy we, we appreciate you and your and your song yeah and your talent I guess yeah uh okay news the second um let's see which one do I want to do. Okay, this is bizarre. Okay. News the second. So we had an election last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, Tuesday was was uh, an election in, in a lot of places, but uh, especially here in, in Washington State. And um, did you hear that a bunch of election offices received packages of white powder? Yes. It, and uh, it turns out that a lot of those, the, the white powder in those, those uh, packages that were received at these election offices was fentanyl. Oh, yikes. I thought it was like baking soda or something. Well, it really was fentanyl? Well, it was uh, uh, um, not quite sure what all of the white powder was, but the white powder has tested positive for fentanyl. So it's like, at least it's in oh, there. Oh, yeah. It's somewhere in the mix. Yeah. But what? What I think is crazy, and uh, um, uh, I got this on The Advocate. I don't know why it hadn't been reported in, in the local news here. It also included a letter that said, end elections now. Stop giving power. We are in charge now, and there's no more need for them. Also, be aware your ballot drops are very susceptible to noxious chemicals. They are unsafe to the public. Just saying. And then three symbols, including the Progress Pride flag. What? Don't drag us into this. We're not a part of this. <laughs> yeah. Don't you throw that in there? Yeah. 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 Um I are we are we campaigning to end elections? I didn't know that was an issue that was that we were uh, discussing. Yeah, the part that I sort of skipped over it says end elections now stop giving power to the right that they don't have. We are in charge now and there's no more need for them. Um 
but yeah, it's this, uh, it's a pentagram, which that's a side of like liberal hippie Wicca stuff. Um, and the progress pride flag. And, uh, then also a symbol that is the anti-fascist emblem. Huh. And so what's weird about this too, is apparently all three of those symbols sometimes are used by people on the right as a false flag. So it's entirely possible that these are right-wing conservative people who are trying to make it look, make it look like the crazy liberal lefties are doing this stuff. Yeah. Anyway, the FBI and the U S postal service are, are investigating and um, it was very disruptive. Actually, it, it, it disrupted the, um, the the returns took longer than usual because they had to stop counting and evacuate the building because of this shit. Um, so it's not it's not a victimless crime, that's for sure. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll keep we'll keep we'll keep watching it. But at least at least on the surface, it looks like a bunch of angry trans people sent fentanyl to their elections offices. Which that's I don't know. I mean, if that's truly what happened, then what the right doesn't do is disavow, like say that's crazy and fucked up and we don't support that. Yeah. I don't care who did it. It's fucked up. And it's fucked up. Don't do that. Don't do that. No, we like elections. Fair elections are, I think a good thing. I thought. Yeah. 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 Well, wow. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about fair elections. If that's true. He who shall not be named gets reelected. Yeah. Um, okay. News. The last great news. The last, have you been following Pope Francis's shenanigans lately? No. Pope Francis who heads the Catholic church. You've heard of them. Oh, yes. I do know about this part, at least (laughs) at a minimum. Um, Has recently made a couple of proclamations that indicate that it is okay for trans people to be baptized and to participate in uh, Catholic Church uh, rituals. Things like communion and, and, and communion baptism, et cetera. The, um, those have a name. Sacraments. Yeah. yeah. So Pope Francis declared that trans Catholics can be baptized, serve as godparents, be witnesses to marriage, as long as it does not create scandal or confusion. Don't know what that means. Um, but uh, also said that adults who identify as trans can partake in Catholic sacraments. And also said that if uh, you're under 18 and are questioning your gender identity, you can still be baptized as long as you are well prepared and willing. And uh, I, I just I think that's really interesting. I mean, he quite famously said, like, if somebody is gay and they serve the Lord, who am I to judge or whatever mm-hmm. on that airplane mm-hmm. back in the day? He's like shown signs that despite being arguably the head dick big face asshole of an institution riddled with dick bag fuck face assholes yeah that at least when it comes to lgbt issues maybe it's self-serving right it could just be like queer people are here and people love us now so by continuing to be fuckers about it you're gonna drive people away from the church and y'all are like your business model's hurting yes right? I, that's what i think given gen z is the gayest group of uh, generation that we have and given religion is declining, I think they got to rebrand themselves. Yeah. For the marketing purposes of their business or else they're going to go away. So I think they have to make this move. I, yes, absolutely. So the plot thickens. Ooh. So Bishop Joseph Strickland of the Eastern Texas diocese, uh, said that he believes that Pope Francis is wrong, that this undermines the deposit of faith, whatever the fuck that means, and uh, that uh, Pope Francis is, quote, a diabolically disordered clown. Wow. It, this is your fucking Pope, aren't, like, didn't God pick this guy to run the Catholic yep. group? Like, isn't this, isn't that kind of sacrilegious to disparage the Pope? So on Thursday, November the 9th, Pope Francis asked him to resign. <gasps> he said, no, I will not resign. So Pope Francis fired him. Wow. Pope, uh, he has been relieved of his position as head of the Diocese of Tyler, Texas. Um, the announcement came from the Vatican on Saturday, the 11th of November, and uh, said that uh, there was a there was a probe um, by two U.S. bishops, and that uh, a th- that inquiry concluded that his continued leadership would be unfeasible. 
<laughs> and recommended his removal. And Pope Francis said, yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and he, he's been removed. So wow. there's dissension in the ranks in the Catholic Church, Kyle, uh, about, about trans people. Trans issues. <laughs> wow, that's wild. Up is down, down is up. Cats and dogs living together. What the fuck? <laughs> um yeah that's the news that's the news speaking of our favorite cats i want to thank the following new patreon i don't know our favorite cats yeah okay what's up cats and kittens short for catholics i want to thank the following patreon member georgie thanks for joining georgie georgie putting in pie Georgie Porgy? Georgie Porgy. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, appreciate you. If you want to get bonus content, if you want to use Mike's hole, if yeah. you want to get episodes ad free and day early, join at patreon.com slash gayish podcast. Do it. Ready for some tea? Let's talk about tea, Kyle. Let's spill some tea on the tea. Well, okay. This was our Patreon vote. Yes. Which I, I, I won and I'm you sorry. You won again. I, You've been <laughs> crushing it this year. <laughs> okay. But like, you called it. I was not sure. You said boycotts and the other one. And the other one. <laughs> and then I said tea. Spoons. Spoons. And you immediately said tea's going to win. Oh, man. I was like, really? Yeah. I don't. Cause I didn't. I was not confident. But then I looked and we had submitted tea several times before and it lost every time. So this is just there's a conspiracy out to make me lose no matter the cost. Yeah. yeah. I, I blame you, Patreon. Well, did you know? that I actually send encoded messages in the poll text that tells everybody how I want them to vote. vote. This actually makes sense. This is all adding up. (laughs) I knew there was a conspiracy against me. Also, um, did you know that I am Q? (laughs) No, now I do. Yeah, great. You've been uh, leading the shaman or whatever. Yep, I'm, I'm, I'm announcing it today, Kyle. I'm coming out of the closet, so to speak. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to me. (laughs) Um, Why tea? Well, okay. So it's been on our list for a really, really long time, which you've you've mentioned, like yeah. it has been in the poll several times and people have asked for it before. Yeah. And uh, I think w- one thing that comes up in conversation is that tea is just gay coffee. <laughs> Th- that like there's something fancy and therefore snooty and therefore sort of feminine and gay about tea, at least in American culture. Yep, for sure. And it's like less strong than coffee. So that gives it like, if it's not as strong, that it's makes weak it more... sauce. It doesn't yep. put hair on your chest. Yep, exactly. Who, who wants that? I, I don't. <laughs> I have it. Yeah. We're both drinking coffee as we do this episode on tea. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> coffee and with Bailey's. Coffee with Bailey's. Yum. Um, and it also means other things. There's lots of tea meanings that tea has. So it makes for a good topic. Did you ever play tea ball? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it's like it's like baseball for dum-dums. Yeah. I mean, for little children who don't can't don't have the coordination yet to hit it from a person's hand. I think that that's See, we shouldn't coddle the youth of America, Kyle. We're making them all into beta cucks. Oh by yeah. Making it easy for them. That and participation awards are destroying <laughs> this country's youth. Yeah, for sure. Um okay. Okay. Thanks for voting for me again, everybody. Fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to talk to you about the history of tea. Okay. Great. All right. So, first of all, Kyle, tea is an overloaded term. Did you know it's an overloaded term? I didn't. Well, I mean, I kind of know that because tea also means I'm going to talk a little bit about the meaning of tea, like truth. The yeah, kind of. Yeah. No, no. I mean, actually, T E A, like in reference to beverages. Oh. So tea is both a plant like a specific plant and real tea made from the tea plant is tea Mm. but then there's also just the like sort of overarching concept of like if you put any old random fucking thing in a cup and add hot water and it makes the liquid into a beverage that's also tea okay but i think of the latter there's lots of teas that are not tea huh but uh, but tea the the first the first kind of tea the like it's the very specific plant uh, was first recorded being used as a beverage in China in 59 BC. Damn, so we've been, been teeing it up forever. Yeah, for forever, and it almost certainly originated before that. That's just the first written word that we have uh, of it. But yeah, it, any idea like I associate tea with like 
British people. Mm, yeah, same. They don't deserve it. So like it was for sure like a Chinese thing and then and then spread all throughout Asia. Uh, by the third century, it's like all over East Asia. Um, and uh, so, yeah, the, the, the tea the tea plant itself is called Camellia sinensis. And it, there are a couple of different varieties of it. And uh, that's what actual real tea is. Uh, they're native to East Asia. And um, the Irrawaddy River is probably where it got started. Uh, went into China, Indochina, Assam, and um, there's a just there's a that's that's where a fuck ton of tea is still made and and exported. Although it glow it grows all over the place now. So the plant itself wasn't always a beverage. They discovered that you could make a beverage of out of it later. Uh, they would either nibble on the leaves raw, or they would put it in soups, or they would ferment it into kind of like a little tea pickle and they would chew on it like 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 chewing tobacco like we like we, oh. we chew on that and like why does the soup one sound the like the worst option to me I tea guess, soup well because tea's like got a very distinctive like strong kind of bitter flavor to it i don't know why you would like want that maybe like all kinds of diluted out it tastes better oh. but and then, like a lot of things, it sort of started as a medicine, medicinal drink. They're like, you know, you, you, if you're constipated, have this tea, or it would cure all kinds of different ailments. Which I think during the Patreon segment, I'm going to talk to you about like all of the different kinds of tea and what they're maybe actually good for oh, okay. medicinally. But yeah, so so basically, it was the 16th century that we first see it introduced into Europe, and at that time, it was called chai which um i know the word chai from russian um, oh what's it mean tea oh <laughs> <laughs> um but uh so chai tea means tea tea correct huh yeah but uh the uh della navigazione e viaggi was written by venetian uh giambattista ramusio in 1545 and he describes tea as being this newfangled stuff that it, he was involved in helping import into Europe. Um, the first recorded shipment of tea by a European nation was in 1607. The Dutch East India Company moved a bunch of tea from Macau to Java. And uh, then they bought, uh, a couple of years later, bought some tea from Japan and shipped it to Europe. And um, like the Europeans fucking loved that shit. At first it was, <laughs> at first it was just something you would have on special occasions. It was like a Christmas and Easter kind of a drink. Oh, um, but then eventually they just, uh, the industrial revolution happened and trade improved in such a way that there was like a regular supply of tea that was at their disposal. And, and everybody, everybody started drinking a, a fuck ton of tea. Guess what country drinks the most tea? Well, the easy answer would be the UK. So I'm not going to say them. I'm going to say Germany. You should have gone with your instincts. Oh, uh, the United Kingdom. Uh, 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 it's estimated that 63% of people in the UK drink tea every day. Hmm. Which I would imagine it's at least that, if not higher, in the United States, but for coffee. Ooh, I have some Gata. Great. Excellent. And... Uh, it's it's become uh, so much so a a thing that um, afternoon tea uh, is a thing that you do, and I'm going to talk about tea dances a little bit later. But uh, in in a lot of places, especially in Britain and India, you say tea when you mean what we would call dinner mm, or supper, mm, the, yeah. e the evening meal. Like, yeah. what are you going to have for your tea? Oh, meatloaf. That's, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, number two consumer of tea in the world, guess India. Uh, it's, it's a great guess and, and it's wrong. Um, <laughs> uh, Ireland. Oh, so it turns out that Ireland, uh, Irish people, uh, drink, uh, between 2.7 and four kilograms per person per year, which that's, that's like a little under 10 pounds worth of tea and tea does not weigh that much. Wow. They, they just like snort it or something. I don't know. <laughs> It's it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty wild. I was going to talk to you a little bit about the different kinds of tea 
I don't want to um, totally go into all of it though because of uh, the Patreon segment. I'm going to cover oh, okay. cover it more in more in depth. But uh, what do you know? Do you know what the different colors are of tea? Oh, green. Yeah, correct. That's the only one I know. Uh, if we just say tea and nothing else, just tea, what kind of tea is it? Probably it's brown color. Good. <laughs> what's the kind of what's the leaf called? Oh, I don't know. Black. Oh. So black tea is the most common tea. If you just say tea and nothing else, it like that's the default or whatever. Uh, but the other kinds um, are it depends on how it's processed. There's white tea. Um, and then the, the rarest kind apparently is yellow tea because they have to do this whole process to it to like have it turn yellow. Hmm. I, I don't quite understand. Green, which you mentioned. There's also oolong tea, um, black tea, and uh, a kind that I hope to try someday, but it sounds disgusting, fermented tea, dark mm. green tea that has been allowed to ferment or compost. Oh, They call it puer. I and never look at my compost and think, I would drink that. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick that in some hot water. And <laughs> drink whatever juice comes out. Oh God! Mm. And then and then okay. So then that's the actual tea plant. Then herbal teas um, also pop up, and there's lots of different things that you can steep in water, and it will make a beverage. And uh, um, there's a whole there's a whole bunch of those too. There's chamomile tea. There's hibiscus tea. There's rubus tea, which is just bark, uh, bark of this special tree. Um, but yeah, there's, there's lots of different things that you can just mushroom tea anyway. Hmm. And tea culture has all of these rituals that I think are really cool. Like we kind of have rituals around coffee, but this, there's like a whole thing about like lumps of sugar and do you put milk in it or not? And how long do you steep it? You can tell people's fortunes by looking at the tea leaves on the bottom of their, of their cup when they're done. Yeah. Um, it, it's uh, it, it's been around long enough and has ingrained itself in like people's everyday lives enough that there's like a whole interesting set of like bullshit surrounding it, which I think is pretty, <laughs> it's pretty interesting. Yeah, we're uh, over time. We're going to make up some fake bullshit like astrology <laughs> if, if it's been around long enough. It's absolutely true. Like we've been eating chickens for a long time. So like, let's look at chicken bones and figure out your history, your, your, um, your future. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Great. Um. I guess that's it. All right. Should I tell you about some of the Gata? Please do. Okay. You mentioned that maybe the numbers, uh, what was it? 60% or something of uh, people. 63% of Brits drink it daily. Okay. Um, I, this is not the same numbers then. I just looked up if people in the U S prefer coffee or tea. Coffee. And for ages 65 and up, it bro- broke it down by age. Ages 65 and up, definitely coffee. 70% preferred coffee. And how many preferred tea? 30? 20. Oh. Even less. So 10% were just like, fuck both of those. I guess so. They were just like, nah. <laughs> something, I've get, something I read uh, several times is like, pe- people are very fond of saying that tea is the number two beverage in the world compared to plain water. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, very clever. Shut yeah, up. Come on. Um, for 45 to 64, coffee is at 62% and tea is at 28%. Okay. Okay. Uh, when you get to 30 to 44 ages, uh, coffee is at 50% and tea is at 35%. It's dying out, Kyle. So I'm a dying breed. Yeah, I guess so. Because for 18 to 29, it is tied at 42% for both. So actually... Coffee's declining in preference among Americans and tea is growing in preference among Americans. Okay. I have no data here. You're the one with the data. Yeah. And, that's all the data I have. And my, like my instincts are to think you young pretentious fucks. <laughs> You're just doing it because you think it's fancy. You don't actually like it. Shut your holes. But I, I'm a bitter old queen. I, which is why you drink coffee. Right. That's um, right. A lot God of, intended. As God <laughs> God intended. He gave us coffee and he gave us women. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It, a lot of the places that I read said that the health benefits are one of the reasons, which you're going to talk more about, but yep. health benefits came up a bunch as the reason that it may be growing in popularity. And my connection to this is Gen Z, as I said, is the gayest generation. So gay. And they have a stronger preference for tea than any other generation great so i think these things go hand in hand i think tea is gay tea is gay 
And gay is T. Yep. Sure. I think so. I think, I mean, the trend lines and correlation means causation. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it definitely means that it's because of the gayness that makes them like T. Is it like glitter and it's transing the fish or whatever? Yes, yes. (laughs) T is transing the the teens. Great. Let's get more T in the veins of the youth of tomorrow. Yep. Like IVs (laughs) into our future. That's grooming, Kyle. (laughs) Tea grooming. (laughs) (laughs) Younger people are drinking more tea. More tea. Yeah. Tea and coffee are tied among younger people. What's Uh, Starbucks going to do? I think just serve tea. (laughs) I think (laughs) they have Tazo, right? Oh, I don't know. I don't pay attention to anything tea because tea is gross. It's not gross, Kyle. It tastes like barf sickles. Wow, it's a hot take. Yeah, I did not expect that. That's the tea. That's the tea. All right, well, you want me to talk about tea dancing? Yeah, I do. Okay, great. Okay, so there's a lot of things, Kyle, where gay people start it, and then gay people have fun with it, and then the straights take it over. Oh yeah. Not so with tea dances. Okay, so tea- I was going to be surprised because I never heard a straight person go to a tea dance. Tea straight people started the tea dances. What? Yeah, straight people started tea dances in the English countryside uh, a, a long ass time ago. So when tea became popular in the British Isles uh, after the 17th century or whatever. Um, then the tradition of having a Sunday tea dance um, uh, got got rolling. So there would be a garden party before the dance. They were usually in summer or autumn from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. in the English countryside. Uh, there's this guy, author named Jay Pettigrew, and he says that the French, when they colonized Morocco, it was the Moroccans that came up with this as a thing and that mm-hmm. we stole it from them. But however it came, it came to... Uh, England. It was the Victorians, per usual. Always the Victorians. Um, in Morocco, it was the only place I had tea I ever liked. Oh, it was a mint tea. I love mint tea. It was it was delicious. It's the first and only time I've ever liked a tea that I've had. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'll get you some mint tea for. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hate shopping, and I hate shopping for Christmas and mm. birthdays. So if I just gave you the answer. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Give me some mint tea. That's fine. Great. Um, so there's a book from the Victorian era called Party Giving on Every Scale, which I think is magical. Uh, it was uh, published in 1880. And it says that, quote, afternoon dances are seldom given in London, but are a popular form of entertainment in the suburbs, in garrison towns, watering places, etc. Apparently, the Navy would also have tea dances, which that's not not gay. That's pretty gay to me. I mean, but we also know Navy is more gay than other branches. Um, but the, the book says, yeah, yes, <laughs> you have tea and then you dance and then you blow each other. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the usual refreshments in 1880 out of that book, it was tea and coffee, even though it's called a tea dance, they would serve coffee. Okay. Uh, ices, champagne cup and claret cup, fruit, sandwiches, cake, and biscuits. It was expected that there would be a live orchestra or a small band that would play classical music. Even after record players were invented, it was still expected to be live music. What kind of classy ass shit is this? I know, right? And, uh, yeah, so, so when it got gay, (laughs) um, uh, was, was not until the 1950s. So the reason for that is that, uh, they got started in New York. We know fairly specifically where, where it got going, um, in, in the state of New York. And this is partially what precipitated the Stonewall riots, there was an ordinance or a law that made it illegal to sell alcohol knowingly to a gay person. Mm-hmm. So if you were gay, you weren't allowed to drink, mm-hmm. which we should have known that would lead to a riot at some point. Oh, yeah. Like gay prohibition is not going to go down well. Right. Yeah. So there, there were laws. There were laws against serving gays alcohol and there were laws against people of the same gender dancing with each other. Mm. So the, uh, the, the, the modern gay tea dance started in the 1950s, probably on Fire Island in Suffolk County, New York. And um, so there were a lot of places that didn't have alcohol licenses and, uh, but were still trying to cater to LGBT communities. So they would have 
these these tea dances. They would serve tea and they would play music and they would let people dance together. Sometimes it would be mixed gender crowds for appearances. So there would be like the gays on one side, the lesbians on the other, and here come the police. Everybody mix it up and look dance straight. With each other. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but, uh, uh, that's really funny. Like this is when gays and lesbians had to work together right. as like <laughs> as equals, as partners in this, which I fear that we may not be doing that as much these days. Like I, you, we had to be each other's friends so that we could like get by with shit like this. Absolutely. Marriages of convenience. Let's bring those back if we have to. <laughs> um, but I, th- I thought this was really interesting. The reason that tea dances are Sundays at four is because that allowed the tea dance to wrap up in time for everybody that lived in Manhattan to take the last ferry home. Oh, no way. So you would party all weekend on Fire Island, and then the last thing would be the tea dance that would start fairly early in the day and be like, like a, before we were doing brunch, it was like proto-brunch. But <laughs> like then, then the tea dance would be over in time for everybody to run to the ferry, catch the last ferry home. Because Fire Island is But what island. if you meet someone there? Then you got to take the them with dance. you. I oh, guess. yeah, you got to do it on the ferry. Um, uh, but then by the, by the late sixties, when Stonewall happened, uh, tea dances were being held like all over the place, not just fire Island. And the timings would be all over the place. Like it could be any night of the week could be, you know, at, at any hour. But originally it was very specifically Sunday afternoons. And that was in part because of the fairy schedule, (laughs) fairy schedule for fairies. Oh, (laughs) the fairy schedule. (laughs) Um, so the Suffolk Police Department uh, apparently raided venues on Fire Island searching for same-sex dancers, uh, and and tea dances were f- favored targets for that. Yeah. There are some stories of gay men that were chained to poles. As, oh, hot. Uh, <laughs> Daddy. <laughs> um, uh, and the, the, the rumor, anyway, was that the police were doing that so that they could meet their arrest quotas. Oh, basically tea dances um as we gained more rights and as more of these ridiculous laws against gay people drinking in public or touching each other in dancing as those got turned over and uh, society became more accepting the the need for tea dances shifted and a, a lot of people say that what used to be the function of tea dances got shifted to circuit parties and other evening type events and that they largely grew out of favor, but there's a apparently a bounce back effect. Like tea dances are becoming more popular again, just as an homage to our history, which yeah. I, which I think is really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Have you been to a tea dance? No, and I want to now. Yeah, me too. I've heard of them happening at like I think Cuff had them for a while. Oh. Uh, I haven't heard of it recent. I haven't heard of any tea dances recently, but. Yeah, I hear of them every now and then as a thing. And I wonder how many people like know where they come from or why we have them or if they're just like, what the fuck does that mean? Or Yeah, and how many of them need to catch the last ferry home? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Catching the last ferry home could mean something different if you don't have an actual boat that you need to ride. (laughs) Um, That's tea dances. Um, Tea dancing. Tea dances, tea dancing. I I like that. Thanks for sure. You know what? Thanks, Mike. Yeah, you're welcome, Kyle. Um, now I'm going to tell you about tea as in what's the tea, what's the tea, spill the tea, minority report, minority report, our friends, (laughs) (laughs) minority report, no tea, no shade. Um, there's lots of phrases that we have around tea, all meaning like the gossip or the rumors or the dirt. And that's what I'm going to tell you about. Um, I thought it was all tea, no shade, no tea, no shade, no pink lemonade. That was all tea, no shade. It's no tea, no shade. No truth? Anyway, go ahead. No tea. Like, I'm, I'm not, like, talking shit. I'm not shading anyone. All right. You're, all blo- t- you're blowing my mind, Kyle. <laughs> In my head, I, it was like, there's no shade here. It's all true things. Oh, no. It's, it's, it's all tea, no shade. I mean, maybe someone said that to you in a fit of hilarity correctness yeah (laughs) yeah great (laughs) um the earliest definition that i could see on urban dictionary was from 2003 okay meaning gossip or personal information belonging belonging to someone else the scoop news those are that's the definition and the question is where did it come from where did it go where did it come from tea in your butthole tea bag joe (laughs) okay Um, one of the theories is, (laughs) Oh God, God. what are we doing? I took my pills. Okay. Just so you know, 
I need you to, we need to talk about pills as an episode and for neither of us to take our medication that day. Oh. And it's just, yeah, that. <laughs> Good luck, Derek. It's going to be me being all Eeyore. Mm-hmm. One theory is that it came from women during the 18th and early 19th century who would sit in their porches and gossip while drinking tea. Okay. But that's probably not it. Probably not. Yeah. That's just one theory. Um, Merriam Webster says that the first known appearance of the word tea in current slang context came from a 1991 research publication called one of the children an ethnography of identity and gay black men by William G. Hawken. Fuck. (laughs) Hawksworth. Hawksworth. Yeah. Um, and one of these subjects in the study says straight life must be so boring because everyone conforms. These gay kids carry on. They give you dance and great tea. Oh. Maybe maybe they just meant tea? Like the, may, the... may gays give you some good tea to drink? Yeah. No, I don't think so. No, okay. Yeah, I doubt it. Um another early use of the phrase was in a non-fiction novel called Midnight of the Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil yeah. by You know this? I know the name of that book. Really? Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, yeah. No, good for you. Bye. Uh, Heinlein? No, I I don't know. Who is it? Uh, John Berendt. It's a DT. Berendt. Berendt. Which is published in 1994. And in it, a popular African-American drag queen, Lady Chablis, says, the fact that I am a beautiful woman is clear, but the fact that I have... We have a lady Chablis here in Seattle. Oh, we do? Yeah. I think that's... Uh, Her Tina Turner is amazing. I think she's a copy. I think she's a fax of that. Um, the facts of life. <laughs> oh, <laughs> F-A, the facts. You take uh, the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and you get a drag queen. <laughs> she says, uh, the fact that I'm a beautiful woman is clear, but the fact that I have, well... That's my T. That's my truth. So the idea was that the T was the letter T standing for the word truth. That's what I thought it was. It, it might be. Um, and so perhaps it came from gay black culture. Perhaps it came from drag queens. It was definitely popularized and spread uh, in part thanks to RuPaul's Drag Race starting mm-hmm. in 2009. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. That, that helped its widespread popularity. Um, in 2014, there was a uh, ad with featuring Kermit and T, which then became a meme. Um, have you seen the meme? Yeah, it says, like, that's drinking of- drinking Lipton right out of the p- pitcher. Yep, and it says that's none of my business. So, yeah, that's that's T as in gossip and where it came from. Okay, all right, okay. Probably gay black men and or drag queens or both. Yeah, God bless gay black men. Like. If it weren't for them, we would have no culture. Right. That's where all the culture, that's where all the, and all the language specifically comes from that culture. And I sometimes feel weird about, like, I think a lot of people appropriate the language that they hear from gay black men. And, but I don't know at one point it becomes public fair use. Yeah. And when it doesn't. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I mean, let's <laughs> two white dudes. Let's talk about this, Kyle. <laughs> um, I I tend to believe that language is language, and that usage is what matters, and that like once it's out in the ether, it's no longer yours. Like that, the dude that invented gifs says it's called gifs. Fuck that guy. Doesn't matter. They're gifs. Deal with it. Yeah. Like just because it came out of your mouth first doesn't mean that you. own it or have a right to like decide how it's used or not yeah so and i think that there are lots of things that we say that if you trace it back come from black men and um it's nice to like know that and have that in mind and maybe if you can make an attribution make an attribution and if you're just if you hear something funny at the bar and then you repeat it i don't think that's like an egregious affront you've not committed a crime or anything right yeah i just think it plays into like a lot of things were stolen from like gay black culture and then other people make money off of it the white people then make money off of it or uh, like it becomes acceptable when white people do it so 
I don't know this. You're right that maybe this specific example isn't the best one of that because yeah, language does belong to everyone or it's a less, it's a less of a bright line than when like Elvis steals and copies. You ain't nothing but a hound dog from a, 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 a black woman and passes it off as his own work. Like that's like, that's egregious and awful and horrible. Like yeah. there, and there's plenty of examples of shit like that going yeah. going on to be too worried about like whether saying, girl, that's some tea is like appropriating black culture or not. I don't know. I just think sometimes some gay people put on this kind of language, like lingo that makes me a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, like just girl, that's some tea. Let me like, mm-hmm. and start talking in a way that feels like gay black men talking. And it yeah. makes me a little bit uncomfortable. I guess that. Because I'm like, uh, is this okay? Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, that that's true too. Like if you t- if you take on a caricature, if you take on a persona, and that's like clearly a constellation of things that's derived from a racial archetype. That's that's a problem. But isn't that what we do? I think that's what happens a lot of times. Maybe like uh, you're right that at some point it becomes public and everyone can use it. But isn't it like the first time a white person takes the lingo and starts using it? Like, you know, when there's like that middle ground before it's popularized, when it's first taken, that feels, I don't know. How do you get to that point where it's popularized and everyone can use it without going through the phase of, oh, this is uncomfortable and shouldn't be done. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. I've I have decided for myself it would be putting on some kind of person that I'm not to start talking like mm-hmm. that to mm-hmm. I and sometimes I might get gayer and say I don't know I, I don't think I've ever said the word T in earnest right 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 yeah I might say it like I know I don't think I've ever said the word T just in my everyday language mm-hmm. and so I just don't so to to all of a sudden have like a different conversation style would be me putting on, I, I would have to try to do that. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. So don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, <laughs> yes, that's my point. Yeah. That's yeah. my point. That's where I, for myself personally, that's where I just, okay, I'm just, I'm, if the word comes to me naturally and it's a natural thing that I'm saying or language I'm using because I've heard it from other people or what, what have you, or just enters my vernacular, then I'll roll with it. If it's putting on some kind of farce, then I won't yeah. do that. Yeah. Which yeah. sometimes makes me feel a little bit left out. Cause I think it's fun to like talk all gay and be a little bit queenie and be like, girl, what you up to? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But so sometimes I feel like I'm missing out on, I, on that kind of way of talking. Yeah. I'm with you. It, there's a, like all things culture participating in it breeds a sense of community or belonging or inclusion or something. Yeah. And that, that makes, that makes sense. I, I was going to, I was going to say, um, I have a tendency to like adopt the speech patterns of whatever group I'm with. Mm-hmm. And it happens like automatically. Like I remember this time I was in college and we were hanging out with these people from um, Mississippi and one of my friends took me aside and she was like, you need to stop talking like that. Like, <laughs> whatever you're doing is offensive. Like it's, it's not great. I, I, I was like, Oh my God, she's right. I'm like totally just adopted a Mississippian accent because we were hanging out with these people. And I, I don't know, like, I think it can happen accidentally sometimes. Yeah, for sure. So if you, if you're hanging out with the right group of people and like, sometimes it can just like, at least for me, I'll just speak for myself. It can come, it can just like start coming out of me without even really thinking about it. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that I'm going to be able to, I have ADD girl. I can't, I can't, like, <laughs> I, can't, I can't, I can't pay that close attention all the time. Yeah. Have you ever said the word T? I don't That's think part of your so, language? but clearly I don't understand it. If I think it's all T, no shade. <laughs> There's something wrong with me. Oh yeah. I don't know. Um, should I, t- should we talk about now if T is gay? Yes. Okay. Um, so I looked at Reddit. Great. Uh, so this is a little bit of an ask Reddit and there was a post that was on the subreddit pointlessly gendered, which I love that that's a subreddit. Yeah. I, I love the fellas. Is it gay to yep. fill in the blank kind yep. of things? Those always tickle me because yeah, we yeah. do this all the time with so many things. Yeah. 
And this one, the subject is fellas. Is it gay to drink tea? <laughs> Parentheses gendered. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Gendered tea, or is it <laughs> I mean, gendered the, to drink tea? Gender, gendered meaning like yeah, is this this topic is gendered? Okay. Uh, the text was my coworker and I were talking about tea. He was starting a sentence with something like women, like my wife, who drink tea, then stopped and corrected himself. Or men, I suppose. Now that I think about it, I drink more green tea than coffee. So apparently, it's a stereotype: men equals coffee, women equals tea. Yeah. Do you think that? I don't know where that comes from, but I definitely have it. I I, I think it's I think that's an American thing. Mm. I don't I don't think that that's a, a attitude or belief or an intrinsic thought that happens to non Americans. Yeah, well, the the whole game of is it gay or European? Yeah, like that <laughs> that applies to tea. Yeah, I think for sure. I because yeah, I would not flinch if a British dude was like, I had a spot of tea, pip pip, yeah. you know, or whatever <laughs> whatever they say. <laughs> That's exactly what they sound like. Yeah, yeah. But then also, I like Italians don't drink tea; they drink coffee. That's, yeah, that's my yeah felt sense. So maybe it's not all of Europe because Italians are pretty gay. That's true. <laughs> are you thinking clothing? Yeah, and the way they do they kiss you on the cheeks when they meet you? Um. Okay. So everybody in Argentina kissed on the cheeks to say hello. And even in the office. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, it's nice to be touched by a man. Because <laughs> I'd, been, I'd, been, I'd been out of town for like two weeks. And, um, I would be like, wait, I'm not. This isn't a trick to get me fired, is it? Right. Like, is this a trap? <laughs> is someone going to take a picture when I'm mid kiss with someone? And <laughs> Yeah. Because if. If I met someone at work and they kiss me on the cheek, I would be like, oh, we're both fired now. Right. Like, well, I should just leave because I'm just, it's automatic. Oh my God, is it that easy? There's so many people I should start kissing on the cheek. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yes, I have the same kind of felt sense that for some reason. Unless it's iced and has a fuck ton of sugar in it. Then you're just in Texas. Then Oh, iced tea? Yeah. That's true. Like, yeah, that, that doesn't Sweet count. Yeah. yeah. Um. But like. Iced tea is sweet tea. You have to ask for it unsweetened if you don't want this. Not here, man. Yeah. Order an iced tea in Seattle. You're going to get tea that has ice in it. Yeah. Not like Lipton. <laughs> not with like diabetes included. <laughs> um, some of the answers to this Reddit post were, I have never drunk a single cup of coffee, but I have been drinking tea for years. Never been too interested in other men, though. <laughs> So at least one person is not gay and drinks tea. Great. Uh, one person said, tell that to Captain Picard. Tea. Earl, Earl Grey. Grey hot. hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought you'd appreciate that. Tea. Earl Grey. Hot. Yeah. Like, he, does he drink a bunch of tea? But he's, but he comes no, off. No, 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 no. Oh. Specifically Earl Grey. Okay. Hot. Okay. And that's what he says to the replicator to get it to make his cough is tea for him. Hmm. Do you know that Earl Grey, that weird Earl Grey, Grey flavor doesn't, isn't tea. It's bergamot. I don't know what that is. It's like a they add shit to it to make it taste like that. Do you mean Birkenstocks? Y- yes. <laughs> they grind up used Birkenstocks and oh. put them in little tea bags. <laughs> used Birkenstocks just sounds so dirty. <coughs> they are. The dirtier, the better. Ew. That's how you know it's good. Ew. Uh, someone says it's not gay unless the tea bags touch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, someone else says this is Europe versus Americas. Never yeah. been about gender, which we yeah. we talked about. Uh, someone says, I do wonder if there's something about like I don't know the Boston Tea Party and how like that was the British thing to do is drink a bunch of tea and then they like tried to like overtax us for our tea, so we threw it all into the harbor, which that was dumb. Why did we do that? But then I wonder if there's like an association there of like T equals British and fuck those guys. So yeah. we don't do that because we're Americans. I wonder if that killed all the fish. Oh, maybe. You know, you throw a bunch of tea. Like, did it, if you licked the water, would it taste like tea? Or did it just make them hyperactive? There's yeah. like caffeinated fish. Zip, zip, zip. Oh, you eat the fish then. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're Britishing the fish. We're <laughs> Um, someone else said, I drink coffee in the morning and tea all day. Judging someone for what hot bean water or hot leaf water they imbibe is wild. Yeah. So there, people had some good answers to like, I mean, but let's, everyone is like, yeah, like 
joking about it and being like, no, there's no, but like there, the stereotype exists. We can't pretend like it doesn't exist out there. Right. Yeah. And yeah, I, there is something uniquely American about like, no, we drink coffee and black coffee for dudes and, right, and, yeah. and iced coffee is for gays. Yeah. So like, and we pumpkin are, spice lattes are for white women. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have a lot of like, you have to drink the right thing or, or you might be gay. Yeah. Yeah. And this is our way of saying, drink whatever you like. Drink what you want, man. Yeah. Life's too short. Life's too short. Drink shit. Drink the shit you want to drink. Yes, there you go. <laughs> Don't drink shit. Yeah. <sighs> Did we do it? Yeah, I think so. I think we talked about the main meanings of tea. We talked about tea. Why? Okay. But why are there so many variations of tea and why is every version of it gay? Tea dances are gay. Tea the drink is gay. Tea talking about shade is gay. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot tea of... Tea bagging is pretty gay. Oh, tea bagging so gay. Sometimes straight dudes will joke about tea bagging and be like, that's hot. Like yeah. you don't you don't want to joke about that with me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tea is just an all around gay thing. God, it's such a frat guy thing. Like I'm going to put my testicles on that boy's forehead. Isn't yeah. that hilarious? That's, yeah, pranked you or whatever. <laughs> like, but is it just coincidence that all these different variations of tea all mean something gay? Hmm. Or are they connected somehow? I don't think I found a connection between any of these as we were talking through it. No. I think it's just coincidence. It might just be coincidence. I still think that like T T equals fancy equals feminine equals gay is the like connection. Yeah. Or or whatever. But Yeah. 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 But I think we did it. Great. Great. We we did it. Do you want more coffee? Yes, please. <laughs> Let's take a break. <laughs> Let's take a break. <laughs> coffee break. <laughs> this is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. Do you know your gays and straightest? I do. Okay. Do you? Or, or so, yeah. Are we back? We're back. We're back. We're going to do our gay straightest. We're going to do our gay straightest. But first, our website is gayishpodcast.com. We are on socials at gayishpodcast. If you don't follow our Instagram uh, every week, uh, Derek posts a question to post your gay straightest. So follow that for either posting your gay straightest or following other people's. Our hotline. You can send us text messages or leave us voicemails, especially if it's your gayest or straightest, because we love voices, is 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rates apply. Our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. And our physical mailing address is post office box 19882, Seattle, Washington, 98109. Kyle! Mike! We got so much shit. Oh, wait. Hold on. What? Oh, God. Where are you you going? Aww. It says a happy birthday to me. Oh, it says happy birthday, Mike, right on it. Yep. Hooray. This is for me. Yay. When Brooklyn Was Queer by Hugh Ryan, a winner of the New York City Book Awards. It was on the same list as the Gay New York. Gay New York, yeah. Like similar kind of things. Which I haven't finished yet, but uh, I plan to. And uh, I, I have more time for reading now because I'm home. Yeah. Um, we didn't talk about uh, cocaine tea. Oh, should yeah. we have? You have some now. I have some. It's in the kitchen. Oh. I haven't made it yet. Gonna. I'll okay. report back. Okay. Excited to hear about this. <laughs> but yeah, I was in Ecuador and that's very high in altitude in Quito. It's like over 9,000 feet and like altitude sickness is a thing. And apparently cocaine leaf tea is supposed to help with that. And they just like offer it. It was just, I was at the vegetable stand and I was like, <laughs> do you have any cocaine tea? And she was like, oh yeah, here you go. <laughs> I'm surprised you brought it back. Well, yeah, not supposed to. I, I but totally thought, did. Yeah. Yeah. It was, thanks, Kyle. Yeah. I no, appreciate it. No problem. It's a book. It's about gay shit. It's about history. It's magical. Yeah. I'll let you know. Okay. Uh, we got a whole bunch of stuff in the mail. Okay. Let's see. Uh, failure, failure is, is not, not an option. It's not not an option. Not not an option. By Patrick Hines, how the chubby gay son of a Jesus-obsessed lesbian found love, family, and podcast success and a bunch of other stuff. This is Great. awesome. Oh, uh, it's signed on the inside too. September 28th to 23. Mike, from one gay podcaster to another, thank you for your wonderful content. I hope this makes you laugh. Heart, Patrick. Thanks, Patrick. Thanks, Patrick. I have more books to read. Uh, and we always, when, when we open gifts, we always video it and post it. So like. To Patreon. To Patreon. Yep. Uh, okay. Next is this one. Go for it. This feels like a, a book. 
Ooh, it is Masculinity in Transition by K. Allison Hammer. Oh. Masculinity in Transition, um, a major intervention in masculinity's studies. Masculinity in Transition brilliantly and consistently pushes the field toward a critical understanding of masculinity as a complex gender formation. K. Allison Hammer undertakes nuanced readings of a wide array of texts to offer a new understanding of masculinity and the ways in which it both serves and subverts hegemonic social, sexual, and racial hierarchies that sounds perfect for us sounds perfect for us the types of things we talk about yeah we're gonna add it to our growing library of gay shit our library's getting pretty big and pretty gay yeah and last but not least kyle the biggin this is from joe in dallas oh joe in dallas you're too kind to us i think about three quarters of the dildos i own are from (laughs) joe in dallas the other the other is from rudy Oh, he let me know that this is for fucking Dan. Oh, it's a it's a like a like a patch, like a Boy Scout patch, but it's a teddy bear and it says choke me. <laughs> there is a skin and coat dog treats in here. There's a bunch of stuff in here. There's this bag says Derek. There's a jock strap from Bear Baron Bone. There is ooh a uh, Lisa Simpson Trias of Horror highlighters. There is ooh villains little book of, oh no oh my god this is a little makeup with the mirror and oh it's different eyeshadows for different disney villains for different disney villains that's magical and more makeup simpson style makeup i got a t-shirt and it says i believe you'll find that rule clearly spelled out on page fuck you i'm the dungeon master <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely true uh, let's see. And then, uh, this is, looks like a jockstrap probably. Yeah, jockstrap. Also from Baron Bone. We're gonna have to have a jockstrap party. <laughs> uh, and then, and then Melinda's Set Your Mouth on Flavor Mini Liquid Spice Rack. A curated collection of travel size craft pepper sauces and condiments. Black truffle hot sauce, ghost wing sauce, Thai sweet chili sauce, fire roasted hot sauce, cayenne red hot sauce, habanero honey mustard, extra, oh, XX extra hot habanero, green sauce, pizza hot sauce, and Mexicana hot sauce. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Joe. It's a whole hot wings challenge in a box. Oh, yeah. Basically. Merry wow. Christmas, Joe. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. Gays and straightest? Nope. Local oh. gay bar review. Uh, I'm going to make this one quick. So I, I, I've reviewed this bar before, but I went back. I went to Pump Jack, which is in Vancouver, right there on, on Davie Street. And uh, this time, unlike last time, there was a shower show. Oh, wow. Shower shows getting getting into the mix again. Uh, and this time, the shower show was like a very, like a berry, a berry Dude, he was a um, not who you would think would be taking a shower in the shower show shower, hmm. um, and I, I enjoyed that. And the the bartender was super cute. Uh, per usual, it's Vancouver, so it's a little spendy, but I had a lovely time at Pump Jack. Three and a half dildos. Three and a half. That's a Good. solid. Like you should go there. Rating. Yeah, this is not like Uber rules where it's five or nothing. Right. This is this is actually using the star system to it, what it should be. Absolutely. Yeah. That's correct. Yep. Um, a couple of programming notes, and then we'll do our gay so straightest. So first, please submit your address and Patreon. You do have to go to the desktop uh, and go to patreon.com in your browser on, a, on, a, on a, a computer. The mobile site won't do it, and the app won't do it. Uh, but add your address uh, to, your, to your profile, because I'm going to send out Christmas cards, and that's the only way that I can... I can I can do that. Speaking of Christmas, send us your Christmas gifts and or nudes. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, maybe both. Maybe both. Um, and then lastly, I'm super excited about this. We're for sure going to have the Dick Bag Fuckface Asshole Awards for 2023. And uh, uh, the way that we're going to do it is I'm setting up a Facebook poll. So if you go to Facebook.com/slash Gayish Podcast, that's nope. our page. Groups. Facebook.com slash groups slash gayish podcast. Look for the poll and you can either vote for one of the pre-nominated dickbag fuckface assholes from the show or feel free to nominate somebody you want to. Even if it's your neighbor, Karen, I don't care. Yeah, fuck that bitch. And and whoever whoever wins, wins. Yep. Um, And the winners are going to be announced uh, at our show, at our last show of the year coming up. 
uh, December 28th. Yeah. So, so go there and vote. Vote. Make your voice heard about all the dickbag fuckface assholes in our lives. Now our gayest is straightest. Okay, great. Go for it. Um, my gayest is uh, getting a latte this morning because even though it's not tea, lattes are gay coffee. Yeah, they are gay coffee. Uh, my straightest is I watched like 30 minutes of the Texas football game. Wow. On yeah. purpose? Yeah. I went to hang out with a friend and one of the stated goals was to watch some of the game. Okay. Well, if it was begrudgingly, then I guess. <laughs> I, guess you I wore my Texas hoodie. Oh, which wow. I hadn't worn in forever. I didn't smell weird. I didn't know you had one. So. Oh yeah, I do. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 It's from college. Yeah. Hook, hook them horny. Hook. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Okay. What about you, Mike? Uh, the strangest thing about me this week is, uh, is playing Starfield. So I've been a little under the weather and recovering from Ecuador still. And I've been playing video games on my Xbox and Starfield is the one that I've been doing. And it's just like, it's just, a, I do a lot of shooting things. Like it's very yeah. straight. Just shoot stuff. Does it take place in a field of stars? Yeah, sort of. Yeah, okay. It's Bethesda, so it's like, I don't know, hmm. Skyrim and and Fallout, but in space. Hmm. Anyway. That will certainly be helpful to someone. And then the gayest thing about me this week is uh, playing Starfield and and trying desperately to marry the one hot dateable male character <laughs> in, 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 in the game. I'm, he will be mine. <laughs> Uh, listeners, gay straightest this week comes to us from another Kyle, a uh, uh, lesser Kyle, yeah, from Boston. Kyle from Boston. Hi, Mike and Kyle. This is Kyle from Boston, Massachusetts. I just wanted to call to lead you guys my gays and my straightest for the week. Um, I would say that my straightest thing that I did was passing out candy on Halloween. Um, I live down the street from a school in my neighborhood, so it was really nice to be, like, domesticated, I guess, and just sit there and hand candy off people. Um, I think my gayest was my boyfriend. He's in med school, and he had three exams this week, so to congratulate him on finishing all of his exams, I sent him a couple whole picks. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. Awesome. Thanks. Love you guys. Bye. Aw, thanks, Kyle. Thanks, Kyle. Congrats on finishing your exams. Here's a hole. Yeah, yeah I think celebratory hole picks are to be encouraged <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> Don't get any ideas. Yeah, no. Um, is that it? I think I think that's it. Uh, uh, thank you to all the tea drinkers in the world. Yeah, i.e. Europeans. Yeah. And gays. And, and people from the deep south who are getting diabetes. Yeah. Um, and also, thank you to our super gap bridgers at our highest level. I will read your name on every episode. Thank you to Kaylee Adams, Kid Oliver, Andrew Bugby, William Bryant, John Crowley, Stephen Portio, Stossel, Harry Shaw, Jonathan Montanias, Wadu Forestnail, Patrick Martin, James Barrow, Steve Douglas, Explosive Luziana, Michael Covington, Just Jamie, Kevin Henderson, Thomas P., Timothy Sora, Dusty Sands, A.E. Coleman, Chris Cagetorians, and Jerome York. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your money. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, that's it. This has been Gayish from the Chris Cacciatore Studios. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. See you next week. See you on Lipton's next week. Oh. Yeah, sure. you're about to cough i was giving you the pause to (coughs) oh you didn't have to but i mean never never look a gift cough in the mouth yep